What's up, guys? Welcome to a new episode of Take Control Podcast. We are your hosts, Kim. Hey, it's Darielle. And it's Brandy. How are y'all? Um, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. I'm surviving. <laughs> I know that's I'm right. alive. Right. <laughs> Brandy. Uh, I'm here. My head hurts. <laughs> um, but I'm good and I'm a little sleepy. But you didn't get your coffee. Yeah. Dang. It's it's cool. Um, same. I agree with y'all. I'm here. I'm alive. Pushing, trucking on as much as I can. Yeah. Daunting um, is right. not that great. <laughs> you know, life is ghetto. One day it'll be paradise. Probably when I see God. It's fine. Actually, I want to say something, but I'm going to say it now since it's talking about updates because I can't throw it in other topics. Okay. So something I've been struggling with is... I feel like as a mom, no one has ever, no one ever talked to me about the possibility of not liking your kid as a person. And I don't know if I said this on the show before, because it's been a while since we recorded, but like, I was just sitting there thinking about it. And, you know, my, uh, my oldest son and I have been bumping heads a lot. He's entering that teenage stage, mm-hmm. plus his behavior issues, and it's been crazy. So, you know, I had to remove him from my house for a while. So I invited him back this weekend just to spend some time with us, and we sat down and we had a really long talk. And I just had to be real with him. I'm like, listen, we're going to have to learn how to have open communication because, to be honest... There are some things about you that I don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know there's some things about me that you don't like. I was like, I had to realize that we are all individuals. We're our own person. We have different characteristics, different values, different everything. So yeah. I, I just felt like I always thought because this is my kid, this I created this person that I'm going to love everything about them. Mm-hmm. But no. I do not. Yeah, that's how it is with my family. So my mom has openly said about my youngest sister. Well, I only have one young sister. Um, She's openly said, like, I don't like her, like straight up. And she was like, I know she's like, I know that's my kid. My mom takes a little far because she'll be like, I know that's my daughter, but she's not anymore. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) But she's openly said, like, I don't like the way she moves. I don't like how she dibble dabbles and things that she shouldn't and how Mm -hmm. she's, you know, rude to people and selfish and has this mindset that the world revolves around her. And then my dad has admitted, because my dad just has my brother and I, he's admitted that he like likes and loves me, but only loves my brother. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just don't like him as a person because he's mean. Like, he will come up to me and scream at me and I haven't done anything. And he's like, I don't like that about him. And I don't like that as far as being a personality trait. Yeah. So I don't think that's unusual, but I agree with you. Nobody tells you when you're holding your newborn, you might not like that motherfucker when they get yeah. older. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you're right. I don't think anybody anticipates that they just they're excited to see what they'll be and i'm like right. what if they're like awful and it's always i love my kid my kid is the best like no they're you're not lying. timothy is bad as fuck you're lying you're <laughs> but lying i'm just we're learning how to navigate through that because it's new for me and every time he pisses me off i don't want to kick him out the house or have right. a screaming match with him so we're both learning and i hope that it gets better because yeah. yeah it will 
this too shall pass. I just had to say that because yeah. I need some other parents to tell me if they feel the same way. Because, right. you know, usually when you talk bad about being a parent, it's like, oh, you're a bad mom. Like, no, no fuck you. I'm not. I love the fuck out of my kids. And they know that. And yeah. we go hard for each other. It's it's, <laughs> it's the vulnerability in parents that I've always appreciated. I don't like when people will stage like, oh, we're always not our best. And we love each other. And things are great. We don't argue. We sit down and have ice cream nights every night. Like, that's not reality. So I always have appreciated the vulnerability of people being like, no, being a parent is fucking hard from the time they're born to the time that you die as a parent. It's hard. And I'm like, I like that reality in that perspective, especially because I'm a realist. I, I want, I prepare myself for reality, mm-hmm. not the, oh, well, it probably won't end up that way. No, it probably could. It's 50-50 chance. So I appreciate that from you as a parent, like with the the realness and real talk of of things. And you've never been shy about that. So don't be and don't let people make you feel that way so because i would rather i have that type of relation with my parent like where we can sit down and get the real mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that was off thoughts, <laughs> thoughts brandy or no Mm-mm, i agree yeah um any announcements or shout outs for y'all mm. <laughs> no 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 nope me either I haven't been that social lately. Yeah, me either. Mm -mm. So, all right. So we're doing something new, y'all. So clearly y'all can see that I'm taking the lead here. So Brandy and Darielle have no idea what I have prepared for today. Don't get excited. It's nothing like, ooh, it's almost (laughs) educational. It's not like, ooh, what's the secrets? Um, It's educational, but it's it's something that we've talked about before, but don't really dibble-dabble too much in. And it's something that all three of us um, take part in and, and can relate in. So... The topic, can we insert some drum roll? Uh The topic is going to be um, business slash entrepreneurship and creating wealth. Um, I picked this because, like I said, all three of us have uh, businesses. We are entrepreneurs. um, And it's very much me to talk about business. That's just who I am. Can't help it. People tell me that when I send. My friend Liz was like, you know that you text like staler than a cereal box. And I said, calm down. Because I'm so like quick response put it down so it's very much me to talk about business second before we jump into our topic then anybody want to bring up any current things going on oh yeah mm. i haven't been on the internet enough to know like it's craziness all this roe versus wade oh, yeah. and of course i heard what about that crazy one stuff have I wait seen? did roe versus wade get overtime before we recorded or was it after after I think it's after. Wow. Mm-hmm. Earth is ghetto. Yep. Um, I don't know. The only thing I feel like that was kind of relative was um, it's Jazzy and her whole submission. Okay, which made me think about the video you and I were talking about with the other lady. Yeah. I wish I had my phone, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, let's let's start there with okay. her. Um, where's my phone? I'll play a quick clip if I can find it. Well, say I want to hear it because I've been off of I've been off of the intranet. Where is she from? She's just a she's social from media Miami comedian. and she's a comedian. Okay, it's all very interesting. I'll say that. Okay, this might be the right one. What does a submissive woman do for her man? Everything. <laughs> what does that mean? You know, like packing his bag, unpacking his bag, um, just making sure all the things that he wants. And like, I, I pretty much read his mind. So it's like, if I know you 
And I study you. Like, I know how you are in the morning. I know how you are about midday. I know when you're in this mood, what you need. Like, before you can ever ask me for something, I'm already on it. I mean, he's spoiled. And you know, when I talk to my girlfriends about it, they're always like, oh, how are you guys doing? And I'm just like, girl, he's rotten. I'm like, he's spoiled rotten. Like, he's rotten. But I love that. Like, I want him to be that. I think my biggest flex is how I treat my man. And I've been known to love people back to health. And sometimes it's very draining. But my love is my superpower. And I used to hate that about myself. But now it's like, I'm just embracing it. Like, that's who I am. Like, if I love you, I can heal you. It's your joy. It is my joy. Mm. You know, I, I love to see him eating a meal that I cooked. I love seeing him sleep easy. Every night, like clockwork, I scratch this man's back to sleep. And I know when he's asleep because I can tell when his breathing changes. And some people might think that's psychotic, <laughs> but that's like, I just know that's when I'm like, oh, I can stop now. But I find joy in being your rest, you know? So know what that means. And, and that works for us because he wants what I have to offer. What are you getting from all that you're giving? What are you asking for in return? So, um, the clip caught my attention because I think I don't necessarily agree with her idea of what submission is. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I went to actually listen to the full episode, it was very interesting um later after the clip was posted it came out that she's dating cam newton and they also had brought up some old um skits of hers where she was basically saying that you can do whatever for a man you can submit to a man he's still gonna play you he's still gonna do x y and z um listening to the actual podcast was interesting because one, I really respected the host, the way she handled the show and asked the questions. She didn't judge her, although she didn't. She also didn't agree with her idea of submission. She wasn't judgmental and she was very objective in the way she would answer the questions. What I found interesting, though, was that Jazzy spoke about her um, sexual trauma, mm -hmm. her childhood trauma. And a lot of the times when shan would ask her questions about it being reciprocal she would pause like it wasn't like she was 100 confident that he was the same for her mm -hmm. um she even went into not necessarily point out one thing but i think it's interesting like she even pointed out the fact that um she had finally tried like she had made it a point to say that she had finally tried anal with him and that's mm. something that she had never done with anybody else but she said it as to say like it was her like one of her examples as to how this uh, relationship was just so different. And Shan was asking her questions and she was like, well, do you enjoy it? And she was like, no. And it's just like, I don't, for me, when I think of submission or submitting to my partner, I think of equal submitting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I submit myself to him. He submits himself to me. Yes. I trust him to be the head of the household because he has shown that he makes sound decisions. Yes. When I think of submission, I think of somebody where we can push each other into purpose, push each other into destiny, and we have a we have a common ground on that. I don't think of it as waiting on somebody hand and foot. Oh yeah. Um I think it's much deeper than that, but I don't know, you know, what her belief systems are or anything like that. But it was very interesting to hear because she also made the comment where she said that her mother had told her um, she would be a good woman for anybody. 
not necessarily for the person that she's with for anybody because mm-hmm. this is just who she is as a woman she would be like this if it was anybody mm-hmm. and he she said that her part the whole time she referred to him as her partner she never really said camp so but she said that he basically had told her the same thing like your mother's right but she also comes from a caribbean background and their men are absolutely catered to yeah um they don't have to really do anything and like i said it was just interesting because like i said her idea of submission and i think a lot of people's idea of submission is different i agree um not a knock against her if you know it works but then like i said when once it came out that it was supposed to be Cam Newton that she was dating. You think about, you know, his old clips of things that he's saying and yeah. certain Didn't things. He cheat just on his, like, and yeah, they brought up wife. the fact that he was cheating on, I don't know if it was a longtime girlfriend or wife. Um, like, I think they recently split because I think they said that Jazzy and Kim was seen out in February at the Derby. Oh, okay. And so, wow. all very interesting. And then they brought up an old clip of her basically saying something completely different. Yeah, like something totally yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Um, listening to it the second time was very cringe just because I feel like when people bring up submission it's always about the woman catering to the man and I when you and I were talking about it Brandy I had said that and I feel like it should definitely be reciprocated energy Um, also I feel like I kind of agree with her on the part where like I feel like my love is a superpower only because I appreciate and love the way that I love people. But I didn't agree when she said that. Did she say her love heals people or she? Mm, yes. You, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? She said that she felt like her love could heal someone. And to no. me, I, I don't want to say it's toxic, but I think in my opinion, unhealthy. it's unhealthy. And I think it's showing your trauma mm-hmm. because your love can't do anything for and it's anybody not your responsibility. else, yeah. but love them. That's it. Yep. It can't right. heal them. It can't save them. It can't yep. change them. It can't, you know what I mean? Like the person that's receiving all of that has to be willing to do the work and make the changes and all of that. Like my love can't heal anybody. And I think mm-hmm. if you have that mindset, you'll really go into a relationship thinking that you're just supposed to take, 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 take and dish out love, 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 love. And at some point that person is going to get it and then they're going to make a change. Right. Exactly. And I don't think that that's how it goes. Right. I agree. And I was about to say, like, I've been in that space before where I felt that way. Like, oh, you know, I can help them. I understand them, blah, 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 blah. But that's just, I realized that's not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I was doing that just because trauma, like my attachment issues and trust issues and insecurities and all that crap. And it's just like, no, that's, it's not, I'm not responsible for healing you. Mm -mm. I'm not responsible for you doing the work. Like you have to do that on your own. Yeah. So I didn't, I really didn't agree with that at all. Yeah. I agree with both of y'all. And that was my first time hearing that. Um, And I agree with the unhealthy mindset of like, like being proud of, and this is personal opinion, but being proud of, the fact that you go into relationships ready to heal somebody is whack to me. Cause what about yourself? Like for me, I remember getting a prophetic word when I was like 20, I don't know, three or four from God basically saying that like one of the gifts he gave me is how I love people. And he told me like, I have this unconditional love for people that is not normal and it's, it's not normal on purpose. And it was a gift that was given to me. And God basically told me, don't ever change that about yourself because he could see me wanting to because so many people took advantage of it. He just said, make sure you give it to the right people. 
um, and giving my type of love to the right people involves me not looking at a relationship like I'm going to heal him. No, I have to put the only way that we'd be healthy is if I put myself first and get myself together first. Um, and that person do the same thing. And then we come together equally. And now we're both, you know, worked on individually worked on together and you just keep building from there. Um, and then I agree with the submission issue. Um, it's like Darielle said, it's not always about, a woman just sitting back and catering to the man. And then Brandy, I agree with you when you said like, it should be, it's both like it's, it's both and it's 50 50. And that's how my relationship is. Like, you know, you cut the lettuce. I'm, I'm frying the meat. You know what I mean? Like you do the laundry, I'll do the dishes. It's taking care of each other. You massage me. I massage you. Not because somebody's telling you to, not because your partner rolls over and goes, well now massage me. No, you feel it when you have that love with somebody and you're like, okay, I want to give this back. Even if you don't do it in the same night, you know, the next time you want to give that back. Um, so I think there's plenty of ways to submit to people. I've had a few people um, in my past tell me that I don't know how to be a partner because I'm too independent or that I um, basically have an issue with my independence. And I'm, I was speaking to this today with like an older woman in my office, older black lady, and she's probably like, I don't know, 50s. And she said, even at 50 years old, she has to unlearn her independence. Like she said, she's engaged right now. And like, it's hard for her to, so she said they just bought like a faucet and the, her fiance is going to install it. And she's like a big part of her. If she asks somebody something once, she's going to want to pick up with that independent mindset and just do it herself. And I catch myself doing that. Like if the trash sits there for more than like three hours, I'm like, I'll just do it. And then he looks at me and he's like, no, you're not. He's like, I'll take it out. But it's, it's learning that submission doesn't mean giving up your independence, but knowing that like, you're okay to be able to submit as long as the person is reciprocating it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. DC. Interesting. Nonetheless. Um, no, I think that was the only really like hot topic that I seen on social media. Roe v. Wade, of course, is a thing. Um, I don't know. Learn the laws. Learn how, you know, all of that works. Vote. And I know voting doesn't solve everything, but it is a step, in my opinion. Um, yeah, because they're coming for our rights. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people don't realize is that, like, people think that this is strictly surrounded by abortion, but it really does have to do with, oh, no, they're taking our rights. So... I don't know. Well, okay. All right, y'all ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, so as far as the business and entrepreneur and then creating wealth, I wanted to start off with like local brands um, and what they do and kind of shout them out. And then y'all can tell me if y'all heard about them, you know, and what your opinion is of them. Um, I picked four categories. So I did medical, clothing, grocery, and hygiene. Um, the medical one first, um, it's called Life Cycle PC. And this is in New Albany, um, 153 West Main Street in New Albany. I actually reached out to them, um, I want to say maybe like a month or two ago about, because I don't have health care. So I reached out to them, and for some reason I don't apply for Medicaid, which I don't understand, but it's fine. Um, reached out to them about what their program is like. Um, so basically this is a black-owned um, medical and health place. 
um, pretty much a doctor's office, but I think they do a little bit more. Um, but it's membership based. Um, it's primary care. So you just go in there and it's like you pay them an upfront fee and then based on your age, you pay them monthly. So I think my upfront fee would have been like, I think 150 or 200 and then I pay them like 80 bucks a month to be a part of it. Um, so I wanted to shout them out. Have y'all heard of them? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. So it says Dr. Chelsea Moreland. Um, so that's, that was pretty dope to me that she created this. Cause I'm sure she's looking at it from a minority standpoint of how a lot of us don't have healthcare and then it becomes expensive. Do they take insurance at all? I think so. Okay. I think so. Let me see. I'm pretty sure they do. Um, but yeah, and again, if anybody wants these, we can send them to y'all. Um, I can add them in the yeah. um, caption on the bios. Okay. But yeah, it says, let's see. It just says membership-based, but I'm pretty sure that they take it. Um, but I can look into it and let everybody know. Um, and then the clothing brand, which y'all probably have heard about this. Um, I've actually never been in this store. But I hear about Starstruck a lot. And I've never been in there, but I was looking at their page because I hear about them a lot. Um, and I noticed that, like, it's obviously more like a lot of, like, streetwear and stuff like that. Um, sweats, tees, hats, um, hoodies, and things like that. So, and they are located off of East Main Street in Reynoldsburg. I feel like it sounds familiar. Yeah, you probably have seen them before. But, um just wanted to shout them out again these are supposed to be business and entrepreneur based but i don't know if y'all heard of i'm familiar mm-hmm. um with starstruck they had the store in Reynoldsburg is actually really nice but they have really nice dad hats mm. um i have a hat from there and i think at one point in time don't quote me on this i thought that they were opening a second store somewhere maybe yeah um more centrally located or could have been like Tuttle or something like yeah. that but yeah Really good yeah. clothing. So check them out. Um, and then for grocery, um, I think there's two locations of this. This one that I was looking at is downtown, but it's called the Hills Market. Um, have you all heard of that? It's on Grant. Okay, mm-hmm. so I've been in there. They are like a healthier. It's basically like a mini Whole Foods. Um, and they have like a buffet and everything. So you can go in there um, if you're ever in the downtown area and go in there and get lunch and um, grocery shopping there too. Um, so this is a really dope place. Um, so yeah, 95 North Grant Avenue, but the kitchen is closed on weekends. So remember that. Um, and then last but not least, um, I did like a hygiene. So Eden Birkin actually shout out to Santana. She used to work there. Do you know what, do you know what that is? Mm-mm. Okay, so they are, it says, a lifestyle boutique curated with crystals, smudge, sticks, skincare, candles, and trinkets. Um, so they're on Parsons, um, and they have a lot of, like, body soaps. They have skincare soaps. Um, I'm not a crystals person, but they have crystals. They have incenses. They have sages. They have things like that. But the reason I put this on here for hygiene is that I've heard really good things about their bars. Like, their bar soaps are almost like, um, what's that place? lush like that type Mm. of that type of thing um but i thought this was cute because it's just located like nobody goes to parsons because everybody's like scared but (laughs) it's just they are it's fine it's not scary over there it's fine um 
but yeah, they, they're pretty nice in there. And like I said, they have a lot of, um, skincare things. They do candles too. So I'm pretty sure if you find like your scent and soap, I think you can find it in candles and then like your skincare and body soap and all that. So check them out too. Already recording. Okay. Okay. So the next thing that I have on here, um, is wealth building tips for longevity. I've always thought this stuff was really interesting because I've always been the type of person that I've always budgeted really well and I've always handed fine, handled finances really well. Be and I think it's because growing up, I didn't, we didn't have finances. So it taught me like the value of money in a dollar. So it's always interesting to me to see how people create wealth moving forward. Um, so there is one, two, three, four, five, six of these. And I'm going to do them one by one and, and y'all put y'all's input in. Um, so I'm going to have a brain fart trying to pronounce this word, but it's supposed to be financialism, but the word fun. So financialism. Um, this was a page on Twitter and it says um, capitalism becomes a lot less evil when you one, have a budget two stop keeping majority of money in your bank. Um, three, start negotiating Four, build skill sets that can be monetized five avoid stupid debt six create a circle of friends that talk about money and seven invest consistently do y'all do any of those or have any uh oh have any um thoughts on those hmm. i feel like these aren't things that i currently do or have but they are goals of mine mm. i try to budget but the way that cost of living is right now girl it's so hard mm. and it's so hard to save um i'm currently working on getting rid of my debt and, and lower i mean hiring my credit um negotiating i mean i feel like that kind of comes with confidence. Like mm -hmm. sometimes I'm not confident enough or I feel like asking someone to negotiate, but yeah. it's very necessary. Yeah. Um, a circle of friends that creates or that talks about money. I don't have that, but I want that. Or I probably just have friends that do talk about it, but we don't talk Sit about down it as collectively. a circle. Yeah. yeah. In investing, I did invest a few times, but I kind of got scared because... <laughs> One time I invested like I put four hundred dollars into some crypto shit and I was supposed to write down these codes. If you don't have the, if you get locked out of your account because I switched phones and I didn't have those codes. So I lost that money. Oh, fuck. And after that, I never. Invested yeah, you're again. like scared. Yeah. Yeah. I'm scared to invest like I won't do it. My friends have been trying to tell me. First of all, I still don't know what the fuck Bitcoin is. People just keep saying electric current or what's the name currency. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> I am scared to invest in that. My friends try to put me on the stocks and I was terrified. I'm scared to invest money and then like not be able to have a burger later because it's sitting in a stock that did nothing. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not the type that will invest. Now I'll invest in the in the sense of my own savings. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to invest this into my savings so I can pay off this. But I hate doing that too because then if I come and something happens, I have to tap into that you money and then out. it's fucking gone. Yeah. And I have to start off fucking over. <laughs> yes, ma'am. But I will say that I did put some money into Robinhood mm -hmm. and I ended up pulling and getting a, a good amount of money back. Oh, good. But my kids, um, their dad is heavily into that stuff. So they mm. have accounts and their accounts are growing. They're growing, like, aren't yeah, they? See? They have a lot of money. Once you figure out the stocks, I had a teacher in high school that she was 
I don't think she was our gym teacher, but she did like a petty job. And we all would wonder, like, how does she have so much money? Mm-hmm. She told us literally in high school, I live off of stocks. And she was like, the money I make out of this school is just like spending money. She was like, my stocks literally have supplied my life. And I was like, how? (laughs) But once you figure out stocks and read them, good to go. Um, I do think that I'm actively working on all of those things. Like, especially having a small business, I've learned how to negotiate. Um, Mm. I think that I have... A certain circle of friends um, that discuss money and finances and building wealth. Shout out to Keys to Black Wealth. I have on one of their shirts right now. I like that shirt. Um, and they're just about, you know, closing the the racial gap when it comes to finances and just mm-hmm. building generational wealth. Um, I do think that I want to learn how to invest and get into stocks. It's not something that I know anything about. I know at the beginning of the pandemic, I also put some money into Robinhood. A couple of people have suggested mm-hmm. some different stock options. And I didn't even put a lot in there. Maybe like a couple hundred dollars just because mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like apples and oranges to me. And I just took the app off my phone. So it very well could have some kind of return. I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, investing is something that I definitely want to learn. And then what was the other one on there? Um. So we talked about. Oh, budgeting. Yep. Mm-hmm. I must have a budget. Um, I've gotten better with my budget um, since having a new car and a different car payment than what I had before. So I I do pretty good with budgeting as far as like what I'm going to spend on groceries every month, Mm -hmm. um, my bills, and then what I have left over, making sure that I put some money up and giving myself like a certain uh, allowance, if you would say, Mm -hmm. on what I want to spend. So I don't do too bad with budgeting. I definitely write out like, the days I'm going to get paid, when my money's going to hit, and I write out what bills are due within that pay period. Oh, that's nice. I know how much I have to spend on bills, and if I do have leftover, what can I spend that on or whatever? Or put that into something or save it or put it aside or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I like that you write them down because for me, and this hasn't failed me yet, I think I'm going to get Alzheimer's one day. I'm not even trying to be funny because my memory <laughs> is just gone. But it hasn't failed me yet. But basically what you're saying you write down has always been up here. And... I feel like I should get to a point like you where I start writing it down so I can see it visually. And that way, if I forget at least one thing, Mm -hmm. because I use my notepad a lot for things like that. But I like that yours is like, no, every day I'm, you know, every day, every month I'm writing something down. And like, then that way you can go back and look at your steps and be Mm -hmm. like, did how did I do good in this month? Did I do good in this month? Did I do bad here? Did I do bad here? You know, kind of compare and see where you're, you know, what you're playing with. Um, So I might I might tap into that, too. Um. Okay, this next one I think is really good tips. Um, it says financial tips for growing wealth, and it's from MPF Financial Matters. But I think this is good uh, for entrepreneurs. Um, get paid what you're worth. I know all of us have issues with that. We want to give out discounts because we're nice people, and we're like, it's okay. Will somebody really buy it? No. Get paid what you're worth. Um, have a savings and investment plan, which we kind of just talked about. We talked about setting a budget and stick to it, it says. <laughs> Um, maximize your employment benefits, have multiple streams of income, um, protect your income, like insurance policies and stuff too. um, avoid credit card debt, um, and then invest in medium to long-term growth, which we kind of talked about too. Um, so biggest thing I took away from this, especially with us being entrepreneurs, is like getting paid what we're worth. Cause I'm the first one that wants to like hand out a discount or be like, um, you know, just lower my prices. Cause I feel like somebody might not buy it. It mm-hmm. might be, you know. Maybe I shouldn't sell that shirt for $20. Maybe I should sell it for 10 
you know, things like that. But and then I've always been told, though, especially from my job. So shout out to Nikki and Tame, like the right people are going to buy your stuff. You know what I mean? Like the the type of clientele you want is going to purchase your stuff, even if they purchase it once a month once every few months, like the right people are going to purchase your stuff. So not being afraid as an entrepreneur in business to demand like what you're worth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would say being like a new business owner, like one thing that I failed at in the beginning was really sitting down and writing like out my budget and business plan. And so I kind of just up and did it and then I'm like shit I didn't do it right and that's part of the reason why I kind of paused on it for a second because I want to kind of like go back and do it the right way Mm -hmm. because then I found myself like okay I'm buying all of this stuff and yes I'm getting sales or I have like this month I'll get a bunch of sales and this month I won't and so I'm like I need to be able to have money to put back into the business and buy more product. And when I kind of felt kind of stuck, I kind of just like, okay, I need to take a break from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as like people buying my stuff, I think that intimidated me a little bit too, because I'm like, it's different when you're buying stuff for yourself because you know what you like. When right. you have to think about all these other people, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, I don't know what to spend my money on or what I'm going to waste my money on. Like, what if people don't buy this and that? And then, too, like, I have a cousin that, you know, does business or has multiple businesses and, you know, people around me. And they just told me, like, listen, you have to find, like, people talk about a lot about target audience and who you're trying to sell to. And I just realized, like, I don't think that the people I know or that are, I'm friends with their social (laughs) media are my target audience. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do I find those people? That's funny because you and I, everything you just explained has been my entire thought process with my brand. And I agree with you. I realized that a lot of my friends and family, yes, like you guys bought, but I feel like that was mainly support. And then now it's like, okay, now that I have a brand that's standing for two years, sales are going down because like you said, I'm missing my target audience. Like everybody's supporting me because they love me and they care about me and vice versa. But it's like, okay, now do people want 57 pounds of athleisure? Like probably not. And that's why I tried to like almost veer away where I could mix it with like, it looks like a fashion top, but it's a sports bra, you know, tried to open up more, but I agree. I don't know my target audience. I don't. Like, how to find it, I guess. I know what it is, Mm -hmm. but how do you find it? Yeah. So. I don't have anything to add. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Let's see. This one's about personal finance. Um, Cut spending, and I think they mean, like, extra spending. Have an emergency fund, which we kind of talked about, like, having our savings, which is, you know, obviously hard at times prioritizing those savings, um, staying out of debt, um, invest in a broad based market index funds. And for this one, I had to think about this one. That's basically like making sure you invest in broad categories. So then it always rises, you know, not just putting your investment in like board games all the time and then they don't do well. Um, earn more, keep a balanced life, enjoy what you do and don't sweat the details. Those last four, is kind of what I struggle with. Like, I'm like, how do I earn more if I'm already putting this out and either does or doesn't do well? How do I earn more from that? Um, keeping a balanced life at times can be hard because oftentimes I'll forget to post or I feel like I have to overpost. Mm-hmm. I haven't found a happy medium. Um, 
enjoy what I do. I do enjoy what I do, but I understand what you're saying in the aspect of like when you're putting things out there, how do I know they're going to enjoy it? You know what I mean? Um, and then don't sweat the details just does not apply to me because I sweat everything in my life. So <laughs> I'm just going to ignore that one. So, um, I was going to ask you guys a question. Like, how do you guys stay motivated when you're like, one, going through things personally and you just don't feel like doing anything? You don't want to work, work on your business. You don't want to get up and do shit. Like, you don't want to be on social media. You don't want to post. Mm -hmm. Or like when your social or not your social media, but your business is kind of rocky like how do you stay motivated to keep going that's actually number one on our question and answer <laughs> um for me i mot the thing that keeps me motivated and keep going is remembering that somebody supported me at least once um and knowing that i'm capable because of that knowing that it's possible because of that um and that's really it other than that there is no like like i don't have like secret words for myself that are like go go woman you know i just i remember that hey you started with nothing and i agree with you dariel i just kind of threw something out there um knowing that i started with nothing and when i threw something out there it hit for a second um and again like i said a lot of that was support from just you know friends and family that love me which is always appreciated but and i've had like rebuyers and people that didn't even know buy from me and stuff like that but that's what keeps me motivated is knowing yo you did it once you can do it again this time harder I don't even remember what That's I said. good. I think what keeps me motivated is just really understanding that, like, none of this moves unless I make it happen. Mm -hmm. um, and I struggle with self-motivation. Um, I feel like I'm really good at bringing other people's ideas to fruition, and I struggle with my own. But, like I said, I think at the end of the day, knowing that none of this works unless I'm doing it is motivation for me. Mm-hmm. Um, to piggyback off that, I was going to say, like, I've been kind of telling myself the same thing. Like, you're tired of being stagnant. You're tired. You're tired of feeling stuck. So it's just like you have to do something, even if it's you take 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes out of your day. Work on something that can, like, push you towards your goal. Yeah. Most stuff. OK, <laughs> I have two more um, of these and then we'll go into two more things and then we'll be done. So um, this one's from Female Finance, um, and this basically breaks down by age and dollar amount where you'll hit in X amount of years. So what does it look like investing at 40, 45, and 50? Um, there's no shortcut to building wealth. If you start later, that's okay. It means you need to invest more per month. So at age 40, if you invest $100 a week, 25 years later, you'd have $500,000 or $500,000. I should guess I should say, because they are part of 500000 500, $536,000 at age 45. And again, you can do this young. If you invest 175 a week instead of 25 years later, at 20 years later, you would have $546,000. And then at age 50, if you invest 315 a week, 15 years later, you would have... Um, $545,000. Um, and then this other one says, assuming a 10% return, investing $500 a month at 30 years old would leave you with, um, I think a million dollars at 60. Yeah. And then starting at 25, so a million 86, 
um, at 60. Starting at 25 would leave you with a million and seven hundred and eighty nine thousand dollars at 60. Um, starting at 20 would leave you with two million nine hundred twenty one thousand dollars at 60. The earlier you start, the more you benefit from compounding. So I had this girl at my job come to me recently and ask me how much I think she should save monthly for like her, her goals. And she does it based off tips because she's an esthetician. And I said, if you saved anywhere from 50 to 75 a check and we get paid weekly, so that's potentially $200 a month. Um, I said, will that put you at your goal? And she goes, yeah. And then she said, if I get a little bit more tips, I can dump a little more in there. Like it doesn't have to be the same dollar amount every time. Investing something is, is you know, good, I guess. But I feel like I want to start that. I've always talked about doing that and I just never have. Yeah. Like I, the biggest thing that I'll do investment wise is like if I hit a thousand dollars and I'm comfortable in my account, I'll move it to my savings. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest investment I do. But I don't put a time frame on it. Like if it takes me a year to be like, I moved a thousand dollars. I don't put a time frame on my stuff. That's good. Because some yeah. people want to see immediate return. Mm. I ain't got the money for immediate return. <laughs> huh? me either okay. i feel like i'm stuck between like i am very impatient too but it's just like do what you can it's right. better than nothing mm -hmm. um and then also just because my thing is this is why i don't want to live a stressful and unhappy life because i could die tomorrow i don't fucking know yeah and i don't want to die in unhappy life i want to <laughs> be happy i want to live my life i want to yeah. blow some money on a vacation I want to have a, a business to leave my children like that's yeah. that's those are my goals like I want to be able to just enjoy life be happy and I don't even need to be rich I don't need to be famous I just right. want to be comfortable, comfortable yep. like where I can pay my bills and my kids are good and I can spend money on things that make me happy my hair my nails yeah you know going to brunch with my friends but you know knowing that when I leave this earth my kids are gonna be good right amen yeah brandy I agree um, with Dario. I don't feel like for me, I want to make enough money to pay my bills, save, and do whatever leisure things that I want to do, whether it be travel, whether it be buy myself a purse, my hair, my nails, different things like that. Yeah. If I do have children, I would like to be able to leave my children something. Right. Um, And not even only that, like if I have children... Thinking about it now, like, I'm glad that I don't have children right now to where if I want to build wealth so then that way it makes life a little bit easier on them and they don't have to wait for me to die. Mm -hmm. um, that would be ideal. Mm -hmm. I, I don't I'm not a person who's moved by money or like material things. I just want like like peace. Yeah. Like if I so if I'm passing anything down wealth wise, I want it to be like peace right mm -hmm. but you know i do get that you know having money makes things a little bit easier so like i said i just want enough to be able to thrive right um i don't have to be filthy rich i just want to be able to sustain and thrive i agree with you guys as long as i'm comfortable and can support my family comfortably i'm good do y'all feel like money can buy happiness no no why not i say yes do you why? hell yeah who do you who do you know right now that has money that's like your problem as a result of this money. I mean, I honestly don't know because it's not like I ask, but yeah. I just feel like for me personally, like I'm not saying that that's everything, mm -hmm. but 
to be able to do what I want to do and not have to stress or worry or live paycheck to paycheck, that would make me happy. Yeah. I think I think that money changes things. I think it relieves some things. I don't know about happiness, though. Because mm-hmm. I think it comes with... I think having money comes with a whole nother level of stress. Like, you're going to have people in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Higher tax bracket. But, yeah, I think, I think that money, you know, it changes things. I just... I can't say that I feel like it would make me happy. Um... So for me, I think about things because I'm an overthinker and that's just who I am. But I think about it on a deeper level than just surface level of money making you happy because, yes, it can. Like, I would be happy if I could buy my dream car, buy a different house, buy my favorite Jordans, things like that. Um, But I'm wondering if I'm in those things, am I still crying? Am I still depressed? Or do I still have anxiety? Um, Am I still keeping God first? Things like that. So I see the both sides of you know, money, keep money, bringing happiness. Um, but does it make me happy? It can bring me happiness. Yes. But I don't think that would make me, um, happy forever. If that makes sense. Um, okay. Now I want to talk about take control, very own entrepreneurs, and then go into question and answers about our businesses. There's, um, 10 short questions. Um, some of them we might've already talked about, so I'm going to skip the ones that we talked about, but, We'll start with Darielle, and if I miss any, which I doubt it, because I did my research for both of us, all three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, Darielle, I know you have Nicole Seven and Dream Treats, and then Brandy, you have Voice and Vision Productions, and then mine is my Body by Kim, and then my Kim V Styling. So Darielle, tell us what both of yours are and why you started them, and where they can find you. Okay, so Nicole Seven, the Instagram is Nicole Seven Collection. Um, I sell jewelry. Right now I have necklaces and anklets, but I do want to start doing other accessories soon. Um, That came about during the pandemic, of course, because the world was crazy and I'm like, what am I going to do to survive? Plus, I always felt like I wanted to have my own thing to kind of, you know, motivate me to move forward in life and set an example for my kids. And also I kind of felt a little pressure to start a business. Mm. And um, just because everybody was like, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship. Uh, and I'm just like, all right, I heard. let's let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I am a very like basic person when it comes to dressing but I love shiny and cute accessories Mm so that's where that came from um the name it came from my mom her middle name is Nicole and then I was born on June 7th so that's where the name came from um dream treats (laughs) (laughs) um I think the Instagram is dream treats page i just had to change it um honestly it started off as some other people doing it and i was just assisting but then i ended up taking over um it's edibles edible treats so yeah um anyways it ended up being very successful and so now i just it's cool it's baking it's easy and people love it. So I'm gonna say, yeah, you do well with it. I didn't know it was someone else's. You do, you do yeah. your thing. I be seeing the flyers pop up, and I'm like, girl, <laughs> if I dibble dabble, I just might. It brings good money. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, Brandy, you can talk about yours. Give them the background, how it started, why you did it, and then uh, where to find you at and what you do. Okay. Um, so, you know, as you guys know, Dario and I started the podcast in, God, was it 2017? Was it? I think so. It was 2017. <laughs> so when we started the podcast in 2017, um, shout out to DJ Duro. He is and still is um, my mentor. Um, he wanted us to know how to do the recording in the event that he could not do it. So I took on the task of learning how to do the recording. And I actually took a liking towards it. Um, we were at the radio station for a while. And um, I got into recording a couple of ads for Columbus Public Schools with the radio station. And I just kind of got into just sound engineering altogether and really enjoying it. So at the time, um, people started reaching out to me because... When Daryl, um, would somebody would reach out to him about a podcast, he would refer them to me. So I ended up purchasing equipment. Um, shout out to what we talk about. They were gracious enough to give us mics. Um, and I just started, you know, meeting with people, just letting them know, like, this is what you need to do if you want to start a podcast. And I was just like, well, hey, I can actually take my equipment and record, come to you, you record. I do your editing and uploading um, so forth and so on. And the business started from there. Um, but also along the lines, I realized that, especially in the early years, people really, 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 really related to what we had to say. Um, and a lot of people were interested in starting a podcast just just so that they could be heard. Um, and so Voice Vision Productions, um, the slogan is uh, find your voice, create your vision. Um just so that, you know, I feel like a podcast is a way for people to really, like, speak on how they feel um, in a free space, in an open space. You don't have to worry about anybody really combating. No, and it's just a it's a free space to be. So, if you know, I can help somebody, again, create that vision and find their voice. I love to do that. So, yeah. Uh, thankfully, all of my clients have been by word of mouth. So, um yeah, I'm not ready to advertise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that's good. It. Yeah. You know, big brands don't advertise their shit. Yeah. So. They don't have to. Yeah. You don't yeah. got to. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'll talk about mine. So my body by Kim. Um, so that started as Darielle actually was one of my brand ambassadors and still is, but that started out of me training on my own because I grew up with a dad that was a power lifter. <laughs> and um, once I started to kind of look in the mirror and like start to unlove myself by the minute is when I realized I needed to reach out to my dad and, and have him help me fitness wise. And here I am seven and a half years later. Um, and then I started taking on clients when Darielle had actually messaged me. I was probably only three or four years in to my journey at this time, probably four years in. And Dario had messaged me and asked me if she could work out with me. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. Like, that's fine. Just come to um, the gym at this time, this date, I'll see you there. So she comes and then one of her friends joins us. Um, and then from there, people see them too on the internet. Um, and then we have another friend join us. Um, and then my friend reached out to me and then we had like 
three other random people and it became this big thing for a while until the facility we were working out of we like got too big and they were like oh no we can't do that so we changed to go to my dad's house um and when I made the change is when some clients fell off and some clients were able to stay um but it was because of the the location and and spot beforehand was perfect um for everybody and we were able to be there like i mean we all yes we that's what i'm saying one thing about body by kim you can bring your child it doesn't matter (laughs) what time of day it is um like we would be in there from like 7 to 9 p.m sometimes we kick it back to 9 um we had i mean it was a good time it was a really Mm -hmm. good time with all of us and that was one of the things that i always took pride in is like we all had a good time at the same time as getting ourselves healthier um, so when we moved, unfortunately, like I said, to my back to my dad's garage, it has all the equipment we need, but a lot of people fell off because of timing, um, and location and whatever, you know, just life. I get it. Life happens. Life be lifing. <laughs> so I started to train people remotely, which worked out really well. And I still do that to this day. Um, just because mentally I just started, I stopped taking in-person clients, um, unless it's here or there because mentally I just needed like a second. I needed to just it was hard for me to get up days and just show up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how that started. And then during that journey, when Darielle and everybody started, they kept asking me about like clothing line. Cause when your clients come in and they just pull up and like their old cheerleading shirt and like shorts, they're Remember like, I used no. to wear that tan tank all the yes, fucking time. Uh, I had no sports bra. Yes. I was the only one. Yeah. I have a lot of clients that will come to me, believe it or not, work out in their regular bras. And I'm like, here you go. You could have mine. Um, so there's been times I have given clients like workout clothes and then people had always dropped hints and it started with Darielle's group of like, are you gonna drop a clothing line? You should drop a clothing line. You should do this. You should do that. You should do this. You should do that. So like, three years later, like Daryl said, two or three years later when entrepreneurship was like getting out there and like our generation was picking up on it heavy and it was becoming successful. I'm like, what's the harm in me trying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did and I dropped it. And like I said, it did really well from everybody supporting, which I will always be thankful for. Um, so that's what body by Kim is, is just personal training right now. It's virtual online training. Um, and then my clothing line, which clothing lines current collab was with my job tame um and then my kim v styling that honestly started for me in 2014 um but i didn't even get my first client until 2018 yeah 2018 and i forget why he just trusted me but shout out to al lewis j um he reached out to me we went to we were doing like an african like queen type of um vibe but it was like modern like we weren't going super cultural but we still had like a lot of the african pieces um a lot of dashiki um and then i styled them and it it went off from there um i have done a bunch of collabs since then and now with kim v styling i want to branch out and show people that i do more than just style for photo shoots or events um i want them to know that i also offer offer closet maintenance closet reorganization um closet cleanouts um so yeah that's what my businesses are and i think i'm gonna stay there i like it there <laughs> so but yeah this eat so oh shoot sorry my social media which like i said i'm not on very much but i am checking so if you guys reach out for inquiries i will see them um the kim v styling is kim v underscore and then my body by kim is spelled b-a-w-d-y and then by kim um but yeah, and now I want to get into a Q&A about our businesses. Um, 
let's see because some of these we already we already answered some of these um let's see how do you manage the stress and how are you taking care of your mental health <laughs> the way i manage my business stress i quit <laughs> i fucking quit yeah. um which is true but that's not how i want to operate in the future so i'm just right now i'm just taking the time like i said before just like do everything the right way and kind of like quote unquote rebrand and um plan better mm -hmm. so i know it's gonna get overwhelmed but i'm learning not to let things that are out of my control upset me and just learning how to be patient and things like that um my mental health therapy of course mm -hmm. i'm in therapy um and sometimes when I don't have access to my therapist, I reach out to other people that are like life coaches mm, or somewhere in that right. industry and have like a consultation with them or something. Um, also, what has helped me a lot is listening to like some business podcasts or watching a lot of YouTube and just like taking notes. Um, this one podcast I've been listening to um I can't think of the name. I'm going to look it up in a second. But she talks a lot about mental health and business and stuff. So um, I've kind of been trying to break down, like, why um, my money management may not be bad or why I struggle with money or why I struggle with procrastination and stuff like that. So that's been helping me. Good. Okay. You on the right track. Repeat the question again because I don't want to miss anything. Um how do you manage stress and take care of your mental health like business wise um, i make sure that i take time off i think that that is very important um whether it be a weekend or a day like mondays are usually my evenings when i don't have anything going on so i try to make it a point to just rest mm -hmm. um when i have weekends off i try not to plan anything around like going out or anything like that i just kind of want to decompress yeah. um if i need to vent i have you know a couple of friends that i may call for business advice or just to voice my frustrations with what's going on business wise um same as dario said i try to listen to podcasts that are about business uh, i try to talk to my friends who have successful businesses mm. um that are more versed than i am in certain things uh, like I said, I just make sure I, I feel like this, like if you're going to move into the entrepreneurial space, you have to understand that it's a 24 seven job. Mm -hmm. And whereas mm -hmm. a nine to five is a nine to five, you know, after five o'clock, you, you get that cut off. <laughs> Entrepreneurship isn't like that, but I refuse to work so hard and invest so much into starting a business and not take a moment to just enjoy the fruits of my labor. Mm hmm. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Like I have a friend who's kind of moved into an entrepreneurial space now. And I'm like, you work too hard to be sitting here working on a Sunday evening right. at mm -hmm. nine, 10 o'clock at night. Take a day. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about why some, a lot of people have that mindset where it's like, oh, you just need to get up and do it. And if I don't do enough, then I don't feel successful. And I just be like, hold on. The body isn't meant to rest. The mind is meant to rest. Yeah. Like you can't work or be your best self if you don't fucking sit down and rest. It's right. okay to relax and you know how some people are like, yeah. oh, you got to be a go getter and 
the early bird gets to where I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to wake up at 10 o'clock today. I'm going to wake up at 10 o'clock. If I want to chill today, I'm going to fucking chill. I think that stuff comes from, and again, this is overthinker me. I think that stuff comes from somebody telling them, whether it was childhood or adulthood, that they won't be successful if they don't move. Because for me, kind of what both of y'all said, if I, how I manage my stress is I just take a second. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm that stressed out, I literally will take a second, do a damn breathing treatment and then take a week off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't feel like I need to be, go get them. It'll fail if you don't. Or you need to get up. You're not rich yet. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't. No, I don't. It's fine. God's going to play it out. I was supposed to play out. If he want me to run myself silly, then it'll happen. If he don't, he don't. Um, but I agree with you guys with stress and mental health as far as mine goes. Like y'all said, I take, I refuse to do it if I'm not motivated by it. And that keeps me less stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also takes care of my mental health. Um, let's see. What does y'all's typical work day look like and how do you manage your work-life balance? Well, I guess we kind of talked about the work-life balance, but what does y'all's typical work day look like when you're actively doing y'all's businesses? Um, so for me, I feel like now that I my job is hybrid, it's been hybrid for a while, and I know that when I get home, I don't want to do anything. Mm. When I'm at work and I ain't got no work to do, I work on my business. Like, mm. I'm in my office I don't have the excuse to lay on my couch. So I just try to work on things. Or I also set myself goals and make a to-do list. Like, this is what I need to get done. This is what I need to work on. And I just kind of prioritize okay. what needs to be done. Um, Brandy, what does your t- typical work day look like? Um, I'm usually up by 7. I'm fully remote now. So I clock in to my lovely office, home <laughs> office, and I'm off. Around 3.30 every day, um, I try to take a break and then prepare for my evening job, which you guys know I'm a manager at a club. And then as far as the entrepreneurial things, when I have to edit a podcast, that's usually just me on my couch or at my dining room table. And it's usually, it can run anywhere from like an hour to two hours, depending on how many edits are needed, if I'm doing the uploading and things like that. So most of my days are pretty hectic. Um stuff surrounding podcast sound audio engineering um i find more enjoyment in that so i don't mind sitting at the table and getting that done and knocking that out um but the regular work day is hectic Hmm. um mine honestly depends on my day because i have my two businesses but i work for every job i have is family owned or entrepreneur or a small business Um, so Mondays and Wednesdays, I'm at, I really got to close my eyes and think about this. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Mondays and Wednesdays, I'm at a real estate office until about 12 or one. Um, then I go right into my training, um, gym training. Um, and then usually I have the evenings off. Um, Sundays and Tuesdays are usually newborn sessions. Um, those are like nine to one. And then I'll go eat after with my cousin. And then kind of like Darielle said, if I wind down at the end of the day and do more with my businesses, that's kind of when I take the time when I'm not at my day jobs. And then Thursday through Saturday, I'm at the salon like eight to eight or eight to six. Um, So honestly, Thursday through Saturday, I try to do the least. Like if I'm going to work on my businesses, I do them 
Sunday through Wednesday because I have more free time. Mm-hmm. And then my salon days, like I might Saturday nights, I feel more motivated to do things because I'm like, if I don't have to wake up for a newborn session on Sunday and just go to church, I can do it that way. So Saturday nights, I might do a little more motivation or use that as my wind down day. Um, but the biggest times I work on my um, businesses are um, Sunday through Wednesday. Um, but, okay, one more question. Which one was it? Um, what do you enjoy most about entrepreneurship? I would say um, making people happy. Um, it's inspiring when people like buy and post pictures of my stuff and things like that. So, yeah, also um, doing it in general, because I never really saw myself starting something. I've always been a nine to five girl (laughs) and just doing it just says a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm, I think for me, the freedom that just comes with it, like I can be as creative as I want. If I don't want to take on a task, I don't have to take on a task. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being able to watch something, you know, start in its infant stages and see where it goes. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like I started when I started this, I think my pastor and my first lady outside of Take Control were the first two people that were like, hey, we want to start a podcast. We want to, you know, pay you to do the sound and editing. And that was in, I think, 2018 or something like that. Mm. And here we are now in 2022. And I have, you know, six consistent clients that I do their editing for. So I enjoy that. That's good. That's good. Damn. Mm -hmm. Um, What I enjoy most about entrepreneurship is that I picked two things that I technically was already doing, which makes it enjoyable. Like I never would have thought and that's why i give the credit to darielle and and the other five girls that or four girls was five total that that helped this become a thing because it was something that i was already doing naturally that i just thought would be me by myself for the rest of my life um and so i already enjoyed it i already loved doing it because it of the mental release i get the stress relief the anxiety relief depression release all that type of stuff um and then my styling I enjoy styling myself every day. Um, but I get kind of what we were talking about earlier. We get more motivation out of doing it for others. Even with my own businesses, I get more motivation out of collabing with people. And it's, yes, it's my business, but it's like, oh, I have a reason now to push a little harder. Um, so yeah, that's what's enjoyable for me is like that it is something that I actually love to do, um, whether I get brain farts or not, that both things are something that I love to do. And that's why I try to be conscious and make sure I don't get burnt out because I don't ever want to deter away from these two things that I love to do. So, Dithy. Do you guys have any things that maybe you're interested in or wanted to try that you haven't tried yet? Business-wise? Yeah. Um. Ooh. I feel like I had one because I was thinking about something the other day and now I don't remember what it was. It wasn't shoes 
you know what i think it might have been no i don't think it was baseball caps either because i already tried to already did that what was it i think it might have been socks because i've talked about doing socks before and i know that my job is now producing like socks that they only wear for like the photo shoots mm-hmm. but i know if i go to my boss she'll help me figure it out but i think i've been i'm want to do socks that just have different things on them like mm-hmm. it's not just all gonna be like body by cam it'll say motivational things like i almost said fuck off it's not motivational <laughs> <laughs> it'll say motivational things like what did we say earlier go get them <laughs> so when we're laying in our bed at 10 a.m and pull our socks up we're good to go um but yeah i think i want to do that or play with the designs and stuff my boss did this as a joke but she put her face on money socks and gave us to him like in our goodie bags for our year retreat i'll be wearing things too um we have a meeting tomorrow and i might walk up in there tomorrow with them on and see if she noticed <laughs> but yeah i think it was socks because i had put my uh tame label socks on and i was like i thought about socks a while ago and i know now that i know somebody literally close with me that i see every week i might mm-hmm. talk to them about like what that looks like and everything so maybe socks Probably fuck. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> think- a little. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Brandy, do you have any fun ventures? I don't know. Um, I haven't really thought about it, but I've also decided on the fact that entrepreneurship is not for me. Mm. Um, I enjoy what I do as just a side hustle, an extra way to make money. Would I leave my job full time to do this? Absolutely not. Hell no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I have settled in the fact that a full time entrepreneur is not for. It's not my calling. Mm. Same. Yeah, Me I would. Either. I would like to quit, but the issue is, um, I won't be able to live. So because if I if I could do entrepreneurship and just basically focus on like my body by cam and styling, and it be so lucrative like my other jobs. Mm-hmm. I would do that because I do enjoy it, but I'm not stupid. Like I said, I'm a realist and I would play myself and become homeless. And yeah, it's enough for yeah so I wouldn't do that. Plus I love my day jobs. I really do. I don't put myself in a job if I don't like it. So that's smart. Yeah. I just, I got that from my dad though. Like he was a teacher and he didn't make any money. Um, and my mom's a government worker and makes like double what he makes. And she goes in stressed out and like tired of her team and stuff. And then my dad, like we start, like we would come home with the power and water off and it'd be off for like, you know, hours before stuff came back on. So he struggled to take care of us and stuff, but it was like, he was always happy. You know what I mean? And that, that made him be a good parent to us, I guess. Not that my mm-hmm. mom wasn't, but being stressed out like that, last thing you want to do is come home to your, ch- your children. Right. Like, so I feel her on that. <laughs> But yeah, I like what I do, so I don't want to be in a job. That's why I have so many because now that I'm a college graduate, I've been getting I've been getting emails for like thirty dollars an hour, and I won't take them because I like my jobs. So I just try to get jobs that will equal the thirty dollars an hour. Yeah. So I have a lot. <laughs> do you? Yeah. You should be a multi. Oh my god! You should open a store and just fucking do it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Open the store and then have all your... But see, mine isn't just based on, like, that stuff. Like, I'm interested. Like, I've always, growing up, really wanted to tap into photography. Oh. Um, event planning. Wow. Um, there was a few others. I'm just... It was there, and now it's not. <laughs> um... What was another one? I had another one. I definitely want to get into like 
content creating just because I don't know. I used to want to be an act- actress when I was young, but you know, never went to acting school or anything. So now <laughs> I'm like, you know, ooh, I want to be a lip model and I want to create content. Like, wow. you know, I feel like I'm kind of a funny person and yeah. I'm comfortable doing stuff or talking my shit on my close friends, but I won't put it out there for the whole world. Like, I'm just not getting more comfortable on TikTok and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just something about like, it's just too open for me. It's yeah. scary. I know it is. So I won't do it. <laughs> you should try once. Try once. Turn off the comments and try once. I'm not even kidding. But those are a few things I really want to learn. Oh, and creating flyers. So, Do you have a Canva account? I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had someone ask me to create something for them soon. So we'll see. That's dope. I'm nervous. Don't be. If it's something you want to do, you'll be good at it. So Agreed. Definitely will be good at it. And like I said, you're not an uncreative person. So I'm creative. I'm just indecisive. Is that it, y'all? Yeah. Okay. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. And please make sure to like, subscribe, share, and follow us. Um, Our Instagram is Take Control Pod. Twitter is Take Control Podcast. And then what's the Facebook group? Just Take Control Podcast. Take Control Podcast. That's what I thought. I was going to add something. Like, know what you want to do and stay in your lane like mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people start businesses because they see someone else being successful mm-hmm. but really doesn't know the struggles and what yeah. it really looks like on the other side like yes people put it out there on social media and make it seem like they're making all this money and they're so happy but like when you listen to a lot of people that are successful their backstory is just like they were told no a hundred times they got yep. turned down a hundred times like don't take the stuff you see on social media that's all glamorized and think it's for you. Like mm-hmm. Brandy said, she doesn't want to do a full time. I don't want to fucking do a full time. And I hate when I have people like, oh, you, why you want to work for somebody else? Or why you want to do this and nine to five in front of me? Okay, that's fine. That's not for you. But I'm comfortable with my nine to five. Yep. Do I want to do things on the side? Yes. But I know that I have a lot of issues and things that hold me back. So it's not something I want to do all day, every day for the rest of my life. Right. So period just find your lane and stay in it and know what works for you and don't let other people pressure you into anything and that's on period in them absolutely yes that's it okay bye guys bye, bye.